And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Sammy Jane Tilton, and my guest today is actor, writer. I was like, I don't want to miss anything. Producer, Nick Albanese. 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 (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? How's it going, man? Welcome. Oh, so glad to be on here. I'm so Uh, glad we finally made it happen, man. Yeah, we made it happen after a couple of weeks of our our agents, you know, working together, trying to get this going. You know, his people were calling my people, my people calling his people. You know, these people can get it together, you know? A lot of lunches, (laughs) like, you know, wasting money just to do this. Wasting money. And look, is this this nice? Is this simple? So, uh, so happy to have you here, man. I, you know, it's so funny. Like, so guys, uh, this is the first time we're meeting. So you guys yes. know of my boyfriend, John. And yeah. so John knows Nick from stand-up comedy. Yeah. And so uh, Mike Cronin has like, I've met him over Parada shows online. Yeah. And, stuff. Yep. and he's been, and from the second that we met, he was messaging me. He's like, you got to meet Nick. Nick, he's the greatest. He's, <laughs> he's like my agent. Stuff. He's like my manager. It's like pure love. I, yeah. That's what, I, I love that though. That's how I am. Like when I believe in somebody or I appreciate yeah. them, I just want, I want the whole world to know. Oh, know? Mike is a great guy. We, we, you know, each other for years, we met because he was booking comedy shows. And when I was doing stand up, yeah, um, I just ended up doing a show and we clicked and he liked my act and he, he, he booked, he always says it. He booked me more than any comic ever the whole time he ran his uh, meatball wow. comedy stop company. So, Dude, that's you know, so- that says a so, lot. Yeah, it's nice. And then I, I, when I was doing my one man play, you know, yeah. before the the virus hit, I was on a roll doing it, at least at least once a month. He was he was my uh, guy. Welcomed everybody into the theater. He uh, during my show is a slideshow, so he would run the slideshow and do lights for me. So I, he was my stage oh, manager pretty nice. much. So dude, we worked together on a lot of shows. A lot. He of seems shows. like a really nice dude. Yeah, he's great. I want to talk about I want to talk about um, your show, but I also want to talk about. So you started in stand up. Oh no, I started actually as a theater major. Yeah, were you did, really? Yeah, I was a theater major in college, and um, I didn't yeah, know I, this. Yeah, just two years. So I, I did a uh, CCRI. They call it in Rhode Island. Uh, okay. Community college, community college of Rhode Island. That's what. Before it- that, it used to be called. Uh, Rhode Island Junior College, which had a nicer name to it. I was like, <laughs> right? You're like, come on, guys, I'm trying to get something done. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I okay. I, I did that, so and uh, that. yeah, I wanted to be an actor since I was a little kid. Wow. Yeah. I did not see. It's really funny. So, guys, we're meeting for the first time. I just know a little bit about Nick, and yeah. I know you did stand up. So you started with studying theater. Then, how yeah. did you get into stand up? Um. Well, I finished school, I think it was 1995, and I, you know, pursued the whole acting thing, moved to California and all that. You and did? I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get into stand-up until 04. Wow. A decade later, pretty much. Mm. So. I, you didn't stay there. You've you've moved on to, back to kind of more acting, writing. Uh, yeah, yeah, most recently, like the last few years. Producer. Yeah. Do you want to go back to stand up? Um, not really. Though, not I, your jam. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy it being on stage and being able to, you know, tell the. I, I didn't do a lot of like like 
jokes like you know one-liners or right i told stories about you know um my family and stuff like that growing up italian a lot of that stuff and it was fun you know i i like that no one edited you on stage as your stuff you know you bombed you bombed if you, you had a great night you had a great night um but i think oh like i just really missed theater so around 2015 yeah you know after like 10 years of doing stand-up I got tired of it. I got sick of hearing my my jokes. I got sick of hearing myself telling the same thing mm. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not that type where, like, uh, you know, George Collin, that he can just do a whole thing and just wipe it away. Yeah. And then start over again. And a lot of, there's not many comics that do that. You know, there's maybe, no. a, you can call them on one hand how many comics do that, have a new act every year. Yeah. So oh. I, I, you know, I so wasn't much, that type of comic. So oh, much yeah. work. So nobody knows how much yeah 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 and there's nobody knows how much time it takes to develop an act oh yeah how much work it took for one act you know nobody oh, yeah. gets that yeah 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 you start with your five minutes and then you work the 10 minutes yeah it takes you months to get the 15 <laughs> and then you finally get to 20 minutes you could be a feature act it's like it's a big deal you know it's a big deal i know it's, it's a lot of work man being creative in any in any way is is yeah. uh it's a lot of work but Stand-up comedy is is one that I give you guys all credit for. It's one that I still, to this day, my fear has kept me from trying. Yeah. yeah. Donald, oh, you, ne you ever tried it? You never tried? Uh, my acting teacher for many years, he challenged me. He, yeah. he would stop class and he would challenge me. He said, I challenge you to do three open mics. And he used to tell me I'm made for comedy. And yeah. I could never see that. Uh, I could see that. You could you see that. Yeah, you have the personality. <laughs> I could definitely yes. see it. And it's probably that Italian thing too, right? <laughs> yeah. So funny. So you're so you started doing your 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 you talked about your show and oh yeah one man, my one man show. Yeah. Yeah, around 2015. Like I, yeah, I said I got sick of comedy, stand up, and um I really miss doing theater. And I, I did I did some film and TV, you know, yes. in between that time. But I really miss theater and I got together with a group of friends maybe six, seven of us. And I and we we're gonna do a evening of one act plays, all original. I wrote like three or four of them. Wow. You know, I love I love writing. And and then another guy wrote mm. one and I think and then Steve, yeah, I wrote another one. So we had a good good like um, collection of these one act originals. And I went to a theater in Cranston. I didn't know who they were. Like I knew the theater, but I never worked there. And it was called Theater 82. And I went to talk to the lady that ran it. And she said, yeah, they're like really open to having, you know, anyone come in. And, and I didn't even have to rent the theater. I just split tickets with her. So that's awesome. No money lost, really. You, you know, you're not renting the theater. So it's a great that's, deal. That's a great deal. Yeah. And so it was like summer. I think it was like summer of 15. We all like May. Yeah, it was May. And we did it. We had like two evenings. I had two nights booked and we did those. And it was just great. To be back on stage, mm. acting and playing a character, and and have that you know the live audience that that oh that it's the a, there's nothing like that. It's there's nothing like it. Else. I mean, I got it during stand up, right? But it's just different when you're doing a play and you're working with other people and playing this character, and and you wrote it and it just comes to life. It's just so I was like, you know, I I got to do this again. So I basically started up my uh, theater little theater company right from that that month, and then. The next thing I did was uh, my one-man play, The Last Sicilian. That whole yeah. summer, 
because I always wanted to do one man show, like since college. We're talking, you know, wow. so like, all this time, almost 20 years, I've been wanting to do a one man. But you know, you're a kid, you're like 18 in college, 19, 20. It's like, well, what am I going to write about? Like, right. what, like what, what life experience do I right. really have? <laughs> exactly. And I would watch John Licazamo doing his his shows on HBO. Dude. Like, um, uh, what was that brilliant. Picorama, which I, you might get, you get canceled for saying that today. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what's the other one he did? He did a bunch. He did like five HBO specials. But I remember that one. And I'm like, wow, I would love to do that. Just do a one-man show, play the characters. And... Do you want to hear something funny about him? Sorry, just side note. Oh, no, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So whenever my brother and I watch a movie with my dad, or even like a, a commercial, he'll go, that's that actor. Meanwhile, that was like 30 years ago that he's talking about it, and they look 20 years younger than 30 years ago. So we're like, dad, it's not possible. It's not that actor. He's never right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're watching Die Hard, okay? Yeah. And the original, like, was it the original? Yes, I believe it was the original. Yeah, I I want to make sure because, dude, we watched it like on Thanksgiving a few years back. Christmas movie or not? Everybody debates. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know what? It's funny because then we might have watched it again. Like we just like kind of got on a roll with that. Yeah. yeah. um, Because I hadn't seen it since I was like younger and I didn't remember it. So there's this one guy, and I think he's just carrying baggage onto the onto the plane. And he's like, that's John Leguizamo. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, dad, it's John Leguizamo. We're like, shut up, dad. Then we look at the credits and it actually is him. Oh, I didn't even know that. It really, John Leguizamo was, wow, I have to go back and watch it again. I don't even think he had a line. I think it was like a quick, you know, whatever it was. Maybe he had a line, but we were just like, okay, dad. And it really was him. And we were like, we'll give you that one. For the rest of your life, we'll give you that. Give him that credit, yeah. Wow, it's so you know what? I remember seeing that movie opening night, opening night with wow. my brother. And it was this is the it was jam-packed at theater. Like the hype for this movie was so yeah. incredible. And nothing like that. It's been so long. It's a year since I even even before the pandemic, I was in the yes. theater that packed. And everyone like just laughing and roaring at the screen. And and when it was over, people were clapping, like it was like a live show. That's like, you know a movie's good when people are clapping. Dude, we went to Avengers Endgame and like, right? Was it Avengers Endgame? Uh, anyway, <laughs> where the theater was nuts. We went, uh, like, I think we went to a midnight show, like when yeah. it was just out. And the theater was just like, yeah! Like, they were like, it was, that was the last and maybe only movie that I've ever experienced like that. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm a kid from the '80s, so I, I think I experienced yeah. a lot of movies like that. Yeah, I, I I always went. I was a movie, but I always went opening night. Oh, see, and that's another awesome. movie that was like that was like uh, Forrest Gump. Well, that was in the '90s. You know, you, um, you it's funny because you mentioned just in like your email to me some of your favorite shows and some of your favorite movies, guys. Yeah. We have never met before this. Before I read this email, and I was like. Oh, this is going to be fun. Like, like <laughs> your tops are my tops. So you yeah. just mentioned Forrest Gump. That is one of my tops. That's of my all time. top. All time. It's a great movie. That is one of the best movies. I think I've seen it four times in the theater when it came out. Did you? Because I went with I went with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And, and then I was like, oh, I got to go back. And I was like, oh, my sister wants to see it. I'll go with you. You're going to see this. And then you, know, you bring, start bringing people. I went four times. 
that's one of those it's like funny there's there there's not a lot of movies that I will watch anytime, like over and over. It could be a long movie and I still can tune in anytime and love it. Inglorious Bastards is one of them. Forrest Gump is another one. Um, Godfather. Yes. Casablanca, which I only saw more recently in my life. And that Pulp one, Fiction. I'm like, yep. That, that, that changed everything. Like that changed so much. You know, it's funny. So much. It, that changed so much and yet for me, Inglorious Bastards is like, might be my favorite of his. Like, yeah. and I, I don't know why I just love it. I can watch the it. Ending, that ending is just like, you, you like no wish it happened. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just you a, wish it happened. It wish you just like, oh, if that happened, that'd be if so that ha- oh, <laughs> Just so good. Yeah. And there's, you know, like Brad Pitt's voice in that is yeah. just like, it, it's so good. I don't know. It just, mm. what a great movie. But yeah, so we have a lot of the same taste. Yeah. So, Back to your play. So your one man play. Say, tell us the name of it again, so people. The Last Sicilian. By the way, guys, there's going to be. Links. I even have my own cup. Look at that. Look at this guy. That's <laughs> that's the way to bring it. Got to my the- own merchandise. <laughs> the Last you're Sicilian, just- the flamethrower. <laughs> the kids love this one. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I. By the way, guys, we're going to have links to all of Nick's work so you can, so we'll talk about the projects here, but we'll have links to it all in the episode description so you can check his stuff out. So uh, yeah. don't be worried if you have to like write stuff down, you don't. Yeah, so, but, um, oh yeah, back, yeah, so back to the one-man show, I always wanted yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. But really, I started writing it um, and I had this one story that happened in my, uh, it's all stories like, you know, my family in Sicily, uh, how my grandparents met on both sides and how my parents met and then how they ended up in America and I was born and we grew up on the north end of Providence. My father had a bakery. We lived above the bakery. Wow. Very typical Italian upbringing. That's like, yeah. The whole, the whole neighborhood's Italian. And um, and so I started writing this one story that happened on Thanksgiving Eve. This guy walked into my house, right through the bakery, right past all the bakers. Like everybody was making pies. It was three in the morning. He comes up to my house, but he's stoned out of his mind. He has no yeah. idea where he is. My father chases him out of the house. So I started with this story. And then I started just writing other childhood stories. And I was like, how am I going to link this together? Mm-hmm. And then I, end, I ended up watching... Um, I even get to see the whole thing. Uh, HBO, um, Billy Crystal's One Man, Seven Hundred mm. Sundays. I've you never seen it actually. Yeah, I read the book. I, I got the book out of the library and I, I read it because I missed the show. I, I caught some of it and I really liked it. And I, I just went and researched a lot of clips online, whatever I could find yeah, online. I'm writing it down. Yeah, and and the book is great. The book was great. Wow. And I was like, that that inspired me. That like gave me the little spark I needed to know what direction to go with my mm. show, and he was playing all the cat. Because a lot of people when they come see my show, um, even even a, like a famous producer uh, came to see my show. Yeah, uh, uh, Dave Permet. He produced. Um, he was in town producing Poker King at the time. Wow. With Jack Black on Netflix. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, it's supposed to be Pennsylvania, but they filmed it in Rhode Island. And huh. And he did he, a year later, two years later, he was nominated for Hacksaw Ridge. He wow. Of, yeah, yeah. So this is like a big. Player. Yeah, this guy's done some stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think that Thursday, my my uh, show, they wrote an article about it in the paper. I've been doing it for a year or so since at that point. Yeah. 
And then on Friday, they wrapped on Poker King. And then Saturday was my show. So I, they stuck around. I don't know if they saw it in the paper or someone told them about it. And he talked to me afterwards and he goes, that your show reminded me of the Bronx tale. Like when Chad's Palmetto was the, doing. Yeah. The chills, dude. Yeah. When he was doing it, like, just like you in a little black box theater, he was no, not famous and he was doing it. That's what he reminded me of. And uh. I was like, that's a huge compliment. I mean, that's a huge compliment from somebody. In, that's in the industry. a huge compliment. When somebody says you remind me of this person that is established. I didn't remind him, but I, the show reminded him of Bronx Dale, you know, had right, that, right, right. That, that feel, you know. And you brought that. That's what I'm saying. Like for somebody yeah. to say that from what that you brought them to be able to feel the ambiance of something, to feel yeah. connected. To, that's yeah. that's a really that's a really awesome compliment. Yeah. And 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 yeah, so a lot of people see that, but it was really Billy Crystal show because it was about his father and how uh, 700 Sundays that's that's he figured that's how many Sundays he had with his father because his dad mm. died when he was a boy so he would because oh. his father always worked and only spent Sundays with this with the kids mm. so he had only 700 Sundays and it's like that was like wow and he would show pictures <sighs> behind him on the walls of the set yeah and and he would play the character of his his, his aunt and his uncle, his mom. His, and I was like, that's the way I went. So I went that direction. You know, I, I play all the characters in my show. I play my father. And it's basically my dad and my uncle are the two main characters of the show. And I play me as a kid. I play my, the scene where I play my mom. She's making the sauce and she's telling me these stories. Uh, and I have these pictures, a slideshow. Mike Cronin, he runs a slideshow and he... He stays with me on the script. I always give him a heart attack, you know, because sometimes I get <laughs> all, <laughs> you know, but like, Mike, it's live theater. You don't know. I, I'm feeling a way. Totally One time I did like, I would, I jumped like a whole page and then I went back again. He's <laughs> like, like, what about, are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking about confusing a guy, right? Well, so that's what I did. I, I, I really was back into theater. And, and then from there, I, I wrote probably, this is 15. So 15 until, you know, yeah. right before the pandemic, I was every year I was building up a crowd, uh, um, more and more people coming. And I was like, wow, this thing's really going to take off because you can't do it overnight. But, you know, I stuck yeah. with it for five years. I was going to go somewhere. And then, then everything yeah. shuts down. It's like, it was crazy. But in that time I wrote uh, like one, two, I think four or five other full length plays with full casts. I directed them. I was in them. And Man. yeah, yeah, I was really back into theater. I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, that's so awesome. I like the, yeah. you know, like even the joy that comes over you when you talk about it, and I oh, love yeah. it. And I yeah. doing theater again. You know what? I, I love that you shared. And I, I think that this is something that I, I know I just benefited from hearing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure other people will too, but I, I myself have all these ideas, right? I'll have yeah. all these different bursts of creativity or scenes or characters and mm -hmm. I write them out or I, you know, I, I kind of brainstorm on that. And then how am I going to piece them all together? I actually just had this conversation with a filmmaker friend of mine the other day. And I was mm -hmm. like, he knows what he wants his next film to be. He's made films that he's, he, it was well thought out. He was mm -hmm. felt passionate about it. And that was the story he wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. I, have many different ideas and stories and 
I don't know the one that I'm like, I am moved to tell this one and to give my everything to this. And yeah. I said, maybe I just need to start doing these bursts and even just shooting some of these bursts. And in doing those, even if they're different from one another, maybe I'll figure out where that's going to take me. Yeah. So when you just said like, you know, you had all these different things and then you read or, or you watched, you read Billy Crystal's thing and then yeah. you, you saw it too, you said, right? Yeah, I saw portions of it. Yeah. Portions of it. And then you kind of found your direction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I linked all these. Try, I, I, I made like a from story to story of, I start to show the history of Italy, how it formed, how Sicily became, uh, you know, uh, part of this, you know, southern Italy and, and how the Sicilians were treated bad and he left and he went to New Orleans and and went to New York and they went all over the place. People just think they went to New York. There's, millions went to New Orleans. Mm. And um, and then I just went into the history of my my family and my and my town called Bagaria, you know, and 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 then I went to my parents' history and it just it just it, it, it flowed. It just it linked. And I, I had um uh, Mike Cronin was there from day one at rehearsals. I rehearsed like for seven weeks. Every week I met with Mike Cronin and Steve mm. Martin. Not Steve Martin, you think. <laughs> Rhode Island Steve Martin. He's an actor, actually. Is it Stephen Martin? That's he, so funny. He's the original director. He helped because you need another pair of eyes. You're doing a one man show. You need a pair of eyes out yes. there watching you. And they really helped. They helped me link it as well. You know, this. Oh, yeah, this story should come after this story. And, and it just progressed that way. And I go all the way up until at the end, I'm talking to my son. In the beginning, my father's talking to me. And at the end, I'm talking to my son. And that was like the bookend. It was it was just worked out so great. And yeah, yeah and I, cool. I, I, I can't even count how many shows I did. Because I, I besides that theater where I did it all the time, I brought it to other places. I brought it to my kid's school for a fundraiser. I brought it three times down into Westerly, another theater down there. Uh, wow, back in man. 2018, I brought it to New York. I brought it to the uh, 13th Street Repertory Theater. Yeah. Yeah, I brought it there for two weeks. For two weeks. Dude. I rented that theater out and did a show there. Congrats. Yeah, and that was I like amazing. Because, you know, my whole life, like all my 20s, I wanted to be in New York and like work and go audition and yeah. do that whole thing. And I never did it. Because sidetrack, I was going to do it. And um, it was 2001, and it was September. Mm. That whole weekend before September 11th, I was going to live with my cousins in Connecticut, and I was going to take a train in and work in a city and, and just try to pursue my dream. And I, wasn't, I went, I must have put in like 30 applications, any store, mm. every store that would take one. And I even auditioned while I was there. On Monday, I had an audition for a film. And then one actor was like, that's one thing I find in New York. The actors really, I found they helped each other because I lived in LA and New York. LA, man, they're, they really like, it's kind I, of I don't a, want to put LA down, but it was a different it, world and a lot of phonies, man. I noticed a lot of people cling on to you. They just see who you know. And if you know nobody, you never see, like, where's that guy? He, stayed, he was hanging out all week with me. Now he's gone. <laughs> I've you heard know? that about LA. I, like, yeah, I a lot of backstabbing, a lot of backstabbing. New York. I heard that. I was in an audition with a guy, a couple other, and he's like, "Hey, there's another thing tomorrow. You want? You should come to it." Like he was telling me about. It. I was like, "I was like, wow, this guy's telling me about another. He looks like me. He, we could play the same part, you know." But they're I, just really supportive. 
there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of giving actors. There are a yeah. lot of very, there are also actors that are not. There are also actors like anywhere. Like, there are people that yeah. are giving and nice. And then there are I people that are more self-centered. Out than out, yes. than out there. I teach acting class too. And I coach and it's one mm-hmm. of the biggest things that I stress to actors is like, always be a generous actor. Give. It's not mm-hmm. our, for me, it's not mine to hold on to. Yeah. Mine to give away. Whatever I've learned, whatever I've been given, give it away. You know, there's mm-hmm. not, there's only one of you. There's only one yeah. of me. And th- even though yeah. there's a guy that looks like you, it doesn't mean he's you. He's not going to take yeah. your part. You're not going to take his. Although yeah. th- I get that's the fear for people, but it's not like that's that. Cool. Well, you, you you hear the stories. You walk into an audition and there's like 200 guys right. who look just like <laughs> exactly. you. You're like, oh my God, I'm a, how am I going to get this? This guy, look at him. Yeah. Wait, you, you know what? Did you ever see City Island? City Island? No. Somebody else just told me about that show. It's a show, really? right? No, it's yeah. a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. It's a movie with a, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? This happens to me. Somebody just recently told me about that. City oh Island. Oh my God. I'm going to like look it up while we're talking. Um, City Island. Yeah. I showed it to John. So you guys know John, my boyfriend. I'm like, you guys, you, you the world in public. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I showed it to John. He's like, I never heard of it. A lot of people have never heard of it. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Really? You would love it. I love how I've met you today, and I'm like, I know you. You'd love it. Actually, and besides the person last week, John told me about it during, like, the off time of Parada's podcast. No way! John did tell me about it. He did. He did? Yeah. And I forgot all all about that until... That's why when someone told me last week, it sounded familiar, and then you just said it again. Like, now I gotta watch this. Like, you you screwed my surprise up, man. (laughs) I'm, like, looking... uh, I, oh God, this is going to kill me. Uh, anyway, I'll find it. What the hell is his name? You know, um, I love how, I'm telling you. You, yeah, know. you know, the guy with the face. You know, the guy. You know. <laughs> I have to look it up. All right, movie cast. Okay, love you guys. You guys want to know who's in City on Andy Garcia. They are Andy. Thank Garcia. you. Come on, Andy Garcia. And, yeah. uh, and uh, no joke, that should be the next movie you watch. Is Juliana Margulies and um, phenomenal movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. I'm and it has to do it has. Uh, you know what? No spoilers. All right. But I think me. I think what we're talking about, you'd appreciate it. All right. Okay. That sounds- but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, generous actors and like yeah. that. There's you walk you walk into an audition, you walk on a line. There's a million people like you. You know, it's it's an amazing thing. But there really is only one of us. People can look mm-hmm. like us, but you know. Yeah. I want so the, the guy was like, "Come back." you know, for this audition. And I already spent the whole weekend there. I was working at a, you know, back in Rhode Island as a company. And I took that Monday off. And I said, like, you know what? I, I can't take another day off. They'll be so pissed off at work if I take another day off. So, so Monday the 10th, I jump on a train like 10 o'clock at night, back to my car in Connecticut and drive back to Providence. And I get home like, I don't know, one in the morning. I get up, I go to work, you know, I'm there in the morning, eight o'clock, and then on the radio, I hear that they say the towers were hit. I was like, I could, I was like, I just walked by the towers Saturday. Like I, that, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I got so many calls because people thought I was still in New York. I got tons of calls. It I had, crazy. it's funny, that morning, so I was like going through a hard time. I was away in college at the time and I was having a hard time. So I was staying at my dad's in Long Island. And now Monday had already came and went 
I missed Monday's classes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're going back to school tomorrow. You're going back, you're driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not going. He's like, you're going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to. I, did, I was fighting it tooth and nail. And Tuesday morning, I drove back. So I was driving towards Delaware, like mm-hmm. over the bridges and stuff. When it happened, I drove up to my dorm at college and somebody came out and was like, a plane hit the Twin Towers, like hit the first tower. And I thought it was in an accident. I didn't didn't even know. Crazy. And it's so crazy. And I was just like, God, I wish I would have stayed home. You know, like then you just want to be closer to home, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you just remember that right after that, it just, everything, for like a month, man, New York was like, deserted right and like Uh, i I, all those applications i put in like forget about it no one it was like nobody was working there were no broadway shows but what i really miss about that time is tell you how everybody was treating each other do you remember that people would act i I remember getting to going to intersection stop signs and people were like you were like it's like a wave fest no you go you go everybody was so nice to each other just for a couple of months. And that's, you know, that was the thing. It was, it brought us all together. It's, it's a, ter- it's a terrible yeah. thing. I think so. That was the last time we were ever that close as a country. I think that is, I that think is it was all downhill time. after that. I tell everybody that. Was, yeah. After, no. after 2001, we started just going as, you know, just personality wise and just, you know, people having their differences and, and still talking about it and like, no, you can't even do that anymore. You can't even do it. Anymore. It's a shame. You can't even do it. I know yeah. that was like nothing, nothing that didn't matter, like mattered. Like it just, mm-hmm. what mattered was what was important at that time. Like it brought yeah. us together on the most human level. Yeah. And, and I, and it shouldn't have to take a tragedy to do that. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. yeah, that'll, that'll, um that'll throw your plans off for sure. Yeah. And that's, that was the whole thing. And then, I was like, you know, I stayed with that job and then uh, end yeah. up, I ended up getting into the limo business and I drove limo. You for said a long that. Time. Yeah, I, I drove limo. I started driving limo in 2002, 2002. And I just worked and saved up my money for a couple of years. And then in 05, I went back to California for my second time. I originally went from 95 after college. And then I went again. I was like, let me give it a try. <laughs> again and i went back LA. i was like yeah, i still love the weather but uh the people man, you know. ah, i don't know about that <laughs> and then actually i was no offense. Uh, like, we, if you're nice in la we like you don't worry I, yeah yeah if you're nice if you're nice if you're nice um, <laughs> if you're not a backstabbing scumbag we like yeah you. exactly then welcome you know we like you <laughs> you know so i had a long distance relationship with my with my well she was my friend at the time but then we ended up really getting close over the phone, like a long distance relationship. Really? And, uh, be, yeah, and I and that's so why I, I came back after a few months to be with her, and, and now we're married with three kids today. Shut so. up! That's the person I thought you were going to be like. Oh my girl at the time, blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and you got three kids, man. Yeah, I got three kids. Uh, I'm, that's why. I'm, that's why I had to do this podcast so late. I had to get the four, the third one, or the fourth one. You know one. what? The, yeah. the third one. <laughs> you're like, you're like whoa, whoa, that's 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 thinking that I wasn't aware. <laughs> the fa- the dog, the dog's a father. Um, you know, I had to get Louie, my youngest, to bed. You know, my wife, she's uh, work. She works full time, and she she's going to school to be a nurse full time. So wow, I'm Mr. Guess, Mom right now. 
Yeah, man. Well, A, congrats. And B, damn, you got a lot on your plate. It's a lot of work. Three kids, yeah. a dog, yeah. a wife that's working hard. That's, that's a yeah. lot. I'm still doing projects. I'm still I doing know. films and stuff. And I want to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. But I also want to say it's funny because I am not a night person. Not that I don't, I get tired. I, I am not at, if you think this is spunky, you should see me in the morning. John's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm a morning person as well. My yeah. wife thinks I'm very annoying in the morning. <laughs> John's like, I need to wake up first. I'm like, okay, get it now. Like now that we've been together like this long, I, like I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. But by nighttime, I kind of lose my my sass. So yeah, I hear you. When, when I hear it's a kid that somebody can't schedule earlier, you know what I mean? Like you have to wait yeah. for your, for it's your son. Yeah. That yeah. had to go to bed. Yeah. I have so much like love and compassion for that. And I want to try and make anything work when it comes to people being parents. Because, yeah. dude, you guys have the hardest job and kids are the uh, best. It's hard. I don't. And they deserve first. <laughs> they deserve before my podcast. They deserve dad and let's yeah. get to bed. And yeah, it's yeah. important. To me, that means a lot. So awesome. And so, but you still do your projects. And, uh, you know, you, you told me about a couple of the ones you're doing that are currently being pitched, right? Uh, yeah, um, well, yeah, one, one. They were, they, yeah, they, they're working on it. Yeah, one of them I can't really talk about right now, but oh, okay. uh, I could okay. tell you what the project. I could tell you what the project is. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, we filmed that back. We did a teaser for it. It's a it was a pilot, but we just did like a couple scenes out of it as yeah. a teaser. And um, it was up in Amsterdam, New York. We did it upstate. And wow. Yeah, it was, it's called Down the Shore, and John Conover wrote this this the series he wrote actually the whole series really? the whole series is written and uh he's just we became friends through facebook the world of facebook and yeah. you know he's been following my career i i uh, back in like 07 i was on the showtime series brotherhood i was on a couple yeah. episodes i played the councilman so so he's been just watching me over the years and he would you know write to me and says hey i want to do something with you one day i want to do something with you one day so we ended up doing this and they also got John Fiore from The Sopranos. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He, he played Gigi, you know. Everybody knows him. He died on the toilet. You yeah. Know? <laughs> That's how they know. He was say good, Gigi, I though, know. They're like, yeah, I know. The ones that are not scoring. The guy on the toilet. Oh, okay, I know who he is. And he was actually, before that, he was in Law and Order. In a lot of episodes. He oh, he's been a, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great actor and great guy. So he, he ended up oh, nice. signing on to it and, and, uh, couple of the local guys in the area in new york and we just did this this uh teaser and it's basically about this guy Vinny, who um it's, it's based like in the early 2000s and when reality tv was really really going. Hard, yeah but he he was like a failed actor he kept he wasn't making it anywhere Vinny. and he decides to uh be a producer and he comes up with an idea to you know do this reality show following italians around so <laughs> he goes to the mob and asks them for money and see if they would help produce it. So, you know, the trouble you can get into borrowing money from the mob. Bro. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and like, so like the, the main boss, he doesn't, he doesn't like the idea, but an underboss kind of hears the idea and has a secret meeting with him. Tells him to meet him the next day. And he, and he says to him, you know, I'm interested, you know, but if this works out and doesn't work out, you're still paying me back. And uh, he tells him, but no, you know, nobody wants to see a bunch of Italian guys. You gotta, you gotta have hot looking young women and, and men for the show. So yep. 
you know where I'm going with this? A reality oh. show by Italians that are like, <laughs> so, so that's the whole premise. So it's like reality TV meets the mob genre. It's it's pretty that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's- it's a really cool script. And it's cool that he, he actually wrote the whole season out already. So dude, that's that sounds really good. Yeah, so yeah, be on the lookout. There's gonna pretty soon there'll be stuff coming out on social media about it. That's really, really awesome. Down the shore. And then I, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. And then the other thing was the um working with guys locally here in, in Rhode Island is the boss and the hitman. That was the other and, one I wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. That was that that um came to be from a short the originally it was a short film we did called Judgment Call. And yeah, Anthony, he approached we met like a couple of years ago, and he's another guy like, Oh, we want to work together, we want to work together. And then finally he, we met up and he says, I got this idea of this, you know. I was all right, let's do it, you know. And I played the boss, he plays the hitman, he wrote and directed it, and and we called it judgment call, and it was just a short film. It wasn't yeah, yeah. like we, we had no idea for a series or anything like that. And Sorry, just, I just have to I just have to interrupt. Not just a short film. It was a short film. Okay. I I always take away take away the just. Right, it was a short like, film. Yeah. So um <laughs> it's my thing because I think it deserves a lot because I think it's really hard to make a short film. Yeah, yeah. Or to yeah, make anything. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. And we did it we did it on an iPhone, which was really cool. And it really it really came out nice. That's really cool. And so we they he premieres it on Facebook and and People start watching it and sharing it. It's like over 17,000 views now. It's like crazy of people. And we really, Anthony's like, you know what? I want to do a series. Let's make this do a series. Let's do like episodes. And yeah. So we, and we, he decided to call it the boss and the hitman. And we did episode two. And, and now that's up. I don't know. Last time I checked, maybe 13, uh, it just came out last week. So like 13,000 views. So people are Bro, digging that's it. Amazing. Yeah. People are really digging it. And uh, and like I can't wait to check these out. Yeah, and so there's somebody behind the scenes too. The one that produces, he he's uh, helping us. I, I I can't really say, like, because I don't know all the details yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing it to people, and okay. I think once we get the whole thing done, like a, as a like a, we're gonna do like six, seven, maybe eight episodes, okay. or whatever. I'm not sure how many. Yeah, has yeah. Once they're all together, it kind of can be like a package thing. Like they can see where the story's going. Because there's, right. there's a theme that runs through the whole show. Right. I mean, you're right. watching it. So it's, but it's a lot of fun playing this character. I, mean, I just play this guy, like the whole first one, I'm, you know, I'm in my boxes sitting in my office, you know, I'm eating cheese and pepperoni, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, what better gig is that? Right. And then like, like, like episode, Tony right there. <laughs> well, episode two, I'm still in my boxes and in, in the office, I'm eating a cannoli with an espresso. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's a fun character dude it's that's fun really character. fun yeah first of all a congrats it's really awesome and it's it's not easy to make stuff and to mm-hmm. get people together to do it and to bring all of that to fruition so really yeah. congrats it's awesome thank you and I, I wanted to ask you more about that for for people that have ideas that have that want to make their own content right or work with other people like it's so you know I think it's really cool like you connected with that guy over Facebook and 
those are the kind of connections that are really nice. You just like vibe with somebody, you get a good feeling about them, you connect and it like works out. Those are some yeah. of the best people that I've worked with, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, especially during this time, the, the industry is changing. Life is changing so much that I mm -hmm. think creating our own content is, is even more and more important. A, even if it's just for self-fulfillment to be doing the craft, having a space to do that when mm -hmm. so much is shut down and we don't yeah. have as much opportunity outwards, you know? Yeah, yeah. But also I think it's important because it's that much more important for us to create and put it out there because it's going to be more and more important. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, this day, I mean, this day and age is just so, the technology is like unbelievable. People, you can film stuff, movies on your phone now. You know, like the judgment call we did on the iPhone, you know, you so know it's, it's so like the, like the availability yeah. of equipment that alone. And it, you don't have to spend like hundreds and thousands of dollars to make a, a short film or anything. You know, you, I know you get some lighting, but, you get even, you know, it might be cheesy at first, but you just got to get out there. And 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 there's so many theater like uh, not theater, but uh, film groups on yeah. Facebook, like. There's so many in every town. I'm sure there's some film group on Facebook. Yeah. And you just put yourself out there and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll work on any film. I'll do anything. Yeah. And, and oh, for free. Yeah. Come on down. You yeah. Know, that's how you, you start. You learn. And like I learned before the Internet, it was back in like early 2000s. Like, yeah, I went to the down to the film school in Providence, RISD, and they had like on the board auditions to be in the films like and i would and i would like call the number or email the number and and tell them i want to and come audition i go audition that's how i started working on film i just started doing wow. these student films and like it's a great one, thing to do yeah one semester three students put me in their films they are like they liked me so i ended up in like three films playing three different characters you know, so I went to the, the festival they have every year at the end of the year. Oh, that's awesome. They me like three films. It was like, this is awesome. It was like, it was like the best training to learn how to act on film. And I got it and I did it for free. Right. Best training. And then you, you I mean, I don't know about then, but like you get footage, like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. And, and these yeah. people, these people that go to film school, a lot of the time they wind up making films like yeah, yeah. really doing really cool stuff and it's great it's great to work with people like that to learn a lot it's yeah. it's i think it, it just takes a lot of balls i speak i'll speak for myself <laughs> like i like i said about stand-up i still have not done stand-up yeah. and it's a risk like what did you just say you just said earlier you were like you know you get up there you bomb you bomb yeah, I, I John, I heard him on Friday show earlier, and that's what he said. He said, "You know what?" He was talking to somebody on the show, and he's like, "You do it. What's the worst that could happen? You bomb." Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, the worst that could happen is that I bomb, and everything yeah. that I fear about myself internally is totally proven true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the actor, I think, and and us that we go on stage and like, because you you don't want to stand up <laughs> so different that you bomb. Like you hate that feeling of, oh, they, they don't like me. They don't like, like me. Because you, you want to be on stage or on a film and people going, oh, I love, this girl's great. She's a yes. great performer, yes. right? That's because like, at, least, yeah. at least I could be somebody else and they don't like that person. But yeah. stand up, it's like, they don't like me. I came up with this myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's really hard. That's why I think also it takes, so it takes balls to do that because you're yeah. in any craft, any artistic endeavor, you're putting yourself out there. It's yeah. anybody that 
that is choosing to do anything, guys, anybody that's choosing to be any bit a part of the creative world is I think so freaking courageous because yeah. it's so hard to put for me to put myself out there freely and not care. Yeah. So and, and, I, and, and there's a whole other side to it too, that people don't even realize is the whole networking and the promoting yeah. and the business really side of it. And, yeah. and I, I've been gifted with that, I guess too, because people, I know actors that are way more talented than me. They can outact me any day <laughs> of the week, and they're not doing it. They they gave up like years ago. For it's, me, I I have such I just have such a passion for it, and I don't know who said it. I heard it. It's like if you have a plan B to go into acting, then don't just go to the plan B. That's you know, that, that's crazy. My, I, I, somebody somebody said it. Somebody famous. I just heard it recently too. Somebody yeah said it, but um, it's true. My, yeah. my old acting teacher used to say, like, he'd, he'd say, if you can do anything else and be reasonably happy, reasonably, yeah. quit acting right now. Yeah. Like, you know what that means? If I, could, if I could just be eh in life, I should still quit acting. So yeah. I should only do acting if I have to. And I, I have to. Yeah. And yeah. you do, too. That's the ones that stick with it. And so yeah. eventually something happens, I think. I, my acting teacher, Bert Silverberg, he, uh, his first day of class, I remember him saying, he goes, as an actor, if you're going to pursue this, learn to love the word no. That's and that always true. stuck in my head. Every audition, everything, every chilling you pro- project, you try to get together with somebody, or do, you learn to love the word no, because that's what you're going to hear, like, almost every time. You're going to hear, like, you- a 20 no's, and then you'll hear a yes. Yeah, more than more than 20. I think it was Jack Black. Uh, he was in an interview and he was saying like for every oh man, I'm going to get this wrong. So if this is if this ever gets seen by Jack Black, uh, I butchered your words, but so uh, I'll be I'll be very lucky if Jack Black ever sees this. <laughs> so he said something like for every like 199 auditions or something, he gets like one. And yeah. it's like it's something like a huge number like that. Yeah. And, and that's doing well. Like, yeah. and that, and he's killing it kind of yeah, yeah. something along those lines. It's like you, it's a lot of just hustling, hustling, yeah. hustling, hustling. But like don't expect it to get me, it. Yeah. Just do it, do it for the, for the love of it. And know that if I, I feel like know that if I keep doing it, I keep hustling, keep working at it. I don't give up. I'm going to get a yes. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm going to make and, a yes. And you want It's like, it's just, it's in you. It's something that's in you. Someone that's not a performer or any type, they they'll they say, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's your passion, but they don't really don't understand. Unless you're an actor, you don't really understand. I don't even I don't even think my wife understands it. She's very supportive of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I quit my. She made me quit my job three years ago to do this full time to pursue it, and so that's very supportive. But still, yeah. I don't think people know unless they really. It's it's something they do. It's just such I, a, we, we got to be a little crazy. I think you got to be a yeah. little, uh, um, and, and just have tons of passion for it. And, it, and, it, and a lot of people, it seems like it's kind of, um, I've had people in my life kind of look at me as maybe a little less than like, okay, you chase your dream little crazy yeah, yeah. girl. And it's funny because it's, 
I, I look at it as completely the opposite. I take, I think it takes so much courage because I wish that I could go, I'm not going to act and go get a career where I had steady income, bought a house, blah, blah, blah. Cause I, there's other things I could do that I'd be good at. Yeah. I yeah. think, or that I would love, I would even love, but I would never be okay that I wasn't yeah. acting. Yeah. So I think it takes a lot of courage to go, okay, I'm going to turn down a very a comfortable life. Cause I know I'd be inside miserable. Yeah. Uh, hard... 06, 06, 07, right after that second California trip. Yeah. Um, I, I stepped away for like a year. I ran a kitchen with my mom. We rented a kitchen at a bar and, and made food, like Italian food and everything. Yeah. Because I like another passion of mine was is food, like cooking and stuff. And so, um, but that whole year, it was tough. It's like tough. Food business is tough. Wasn't making any money. I was just breaking even. And I was oh, yeah. miserable. And I was really miserable and depressed because I wasn't performing anymore. I stopped stand up. I wasn't writing. I wasn't acting. And like, soon I realized it. I was like that. I was like, you know what? What am I doing? I, I just, we closed, I closed, we closed the kitchen down and we left there. And I went back to driving limo again, where I had more free time. Yeah. And I just started going doing stand up again. And I felt like me again. Like I, I was like, what was I thinking? I was so like, oh man, I was super depressed. I, I get it. I know yeah. it's, you know, I, I say to uh, not to uh, talk about John's process and stuff, but John is uh, John, my boyfriend, you guys always hear about him. So John is, he's, uh, he's such a talented, freaking creative, uh, awesome dude. He's also just such a great person and a caring person that he would drop everything to give to me or anyone else. He would yeah. go if, if, God forbid we needed it. He would go drop everything and get a, a steady job, you know? And mm -hmm. like, I love that your wife is so supportive of you because yeah. that's, that's how I feel with, with John. I'd rather struggle for some reason with something than him ever have to give up on his talent and yeah. his dreams because the, you know, Bronx tale, we talk about Bronx tale, like the quote, yeah. uh, the saddest thing in life is wasting talent. Wasted talent. I know. And that that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. My last year I had at my at my job uh, in my office, I had that quote written on my top of my computer. Really? It was when I came back from New York and did the two weeks off Broadway wow. in, in January of uh, eighteen. That that we decided like I got to pursue this, and I had that written on my thing. Nothing worse in life than a waste of talent. Yep. And I would look at it every day. And then in February, I, I gave my boss a two-week notice. And that was it. I and I haven't had a regular job since. Uh, um, I, that, I yeah. think about that. And it was a good job. Because my bo old boss was watching. It was probably, he was the best boss I ever had. I worked there five years. It was uh, property management in Providence. He was the best boss wow. I ever had. Yeah, it was a great job. It was a great job. But it's I, it something inside me. And he knew. And he's like, yeah. He's like, go for it, you know? He's an entrepreneur himself. He started yeah. with nothing and he owns, you know, all this property now and he's a big businessman. So he knew, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do dream. it. You gotta, yeah. it's the best to be surrounded by people that push us to do it, even though we don't necessarily know what the outcome is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. it's really awesome. Yeah. What, uh, what would you like, it, man, I, I love hearing what you're doing. It's I, this is why I do this. I think it's so important mm -hmm. for all of us the people I have on my show, it's people that are in the process of trying to mm -hmm. figure out 
mm-hmm. who they want to be, how they want to do it, how to create their dreams. And I think it's important for us to hear one another. And I love that you're doing what you're doing, that you haven't had a regular job and mm-hmm. and you're making things and get, putting yeah. them out there. I can't wait to see. I can't wait, guys. I can't wait to put the links on here for you guys to see Nick's work. Um, dude, we got to work yeah. together. We got to do, yeah. we got to, we got to create some stuff. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, I think by this summer, I think a lot of it's going to start changing. I think things are going to start open up again and, and things are going to start happening again. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, and I, really? I just, I'm, I'm writing I, and like my one man play. I actually, I wrote the, that January of, 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 uh, 20, 20. Yeah. I, I finished. I was working on it for like a year. I wrote the screenplay version of the last wow. Sicilian. I didn't, I left out all the history stuff. I just, okay. um, all my childhood stories growing up on the North End of Providence. And that, and I actually, and I call the script, the North End of Providence is the movie huh. based off the one man play, the last Sicilian. And it's, it's all the stories. I crammed them all into one year, 1985, when I was 11 years old. Uh, and, it's like the and Goldbergs. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Oh, I've been watching it that... every night. I've been watching every night on Hulu with my son. Like, Dude, that's thing. we, I, I my, brought my, oldest one, my oldest, he's, he's yeah. 12. Yeah. We're only like the first episode into this latest season, but yeah. I, I, uh, dude, it's all I know is that what, uh, it was 1980 something and mm-hmm. it was awesome. That's what they yeah, yeah. like he says yeah. in like every episode. 1980 something. And I love I that. Like, when dude, they got to the get into the nineties eventually. I, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, when. I know. Right. It's so funny because, um, when I saw that you love the Goldbergs, I'm like, oh, he's even more my kind of person. Like <laughs> that kid like, was me. I was a kid with the video camera, you know, that um, with the Italian version, the, the, yeah. the, the Jewish version. We really, I was like, I, I told my son, that's me, you know, but we were more <laughs> like more Goomba than, than, <laughs> than both they very, were. Very, both very, very <laughs> specifically family in your face oriented yeah yeah <laughs> both loud we were both yes. loud like people used to come on my house and my parents were so loud and my friends were afraid and then they're like, why are your parents yelling all the time like dude they're not yelling that's how they we talk love each other yeah that's all they they were like the costanzas we, we used to call them the costanzas my parents it's like what are you doing bring the bread over here come over here now like that's just how they talk you're killing me yeah <laughs> It's like hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's yeah, so so the yeah, the North End of Province based in '85, and um, and it's all those childhood stories that people heard in the one man show. Oh, and man, I awesome. finished in 2020 and, and I was ready to go. I actually met with somebody they flew in from California, or they're gonna help like try to help produce this to get this off the yeah. ground, you know. And then March 2020, everything just changed, like everything. I had this TV pilot that I was gonna have ready to go. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully not like it'll come around. It'll come around. I was going to say, you put all this work into it and I, and that's timeless. Like, you know what I mean? That, that did it. That's not something that you just made that is only relevant this past year. It's going to be relevant when you go to get it out there again. You know, it didn't, it's, it's not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's not so specific that it's only going to make sense in this year. I know it's going to I, I got the, the heart of the of the one man into the yeah. screenplay. And that's the thing. After every show I would do, no matter if they were if they were Italian, they really loved it. But if um, I, uh, people, uh, 
Portuguese, Jewish, Spanish, all these nationalities would come to me after show. Yeah. And like, well, I totally relate to that because I had an uncle just like that. Or my father was like, my mother hit me with the spoon like that. <laughs> like, like everyone related because it was all about family and it was all about coming to America. Immigrants coming to yeah. America. It's yep. like everyone can relate to it. Everyone can relate to it. So, so I had, it really it pulls the heartstrings. So I, I got that into the into the screenplay as well. So I, like you said, I think it's gonna be timeless. I, if I gotta wait another year, I'll wait another year. I think I think once it gets made, it, and the thing is, I'm, I'm pulling a, a Rocky Balboa here, or Stallone and a Chaz Palminteri. No one's taking the script. I, I, I got the script. They wanna make this movie. I'm playing my father. I don't care anybody. I, I'd rather not make the movie if I can't play my father. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Stallone it, Stallone that shit. Yeah. Yep. I got a couple of big uh, names to play my uncle, which is a great yeah. role. You need that one name starting with. That's the only one. The rest, all, all they just could be good actors. I don't care if they're, they're known or not known. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it could be done. And here's the thing. Yeah. My dad's bakery was sold years ago, but it's still around. It's a different name now. Yeah. But I go in there. I talk to them all the time. I'm like, if I show up with a with a producer and money, I I'm on to film this. Right yes. where it happened, the actual bakery where it really happened. Oh. I want to change the whole thing into 1985, the street, everything. That'd be oh. cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Dude, you you know how you said like, uh, sorry, I have to share this with you. You said like you when you read Billy Crystal's um, uh, 700 Sundays. Mm-hmm. I just realized what I want my first film to be, and I'll talk to you about this after because before when we got on, John was like, "Tell Nick about." Uh, your dad. So yeah, yeah. this is a story I'll tell you another time, but I never knew I was Italian until I was a teenager. Um, oh, really? my, <laughs> my dad found out that he was adopted. He never knew it. Anyway, his father, oh, wow. he, he was a uh, Fiorello and he mm. was, uh, I'll tell you more about this off air, but uh, he was a prize fighter. He boxed uh, Rocky Who Graziano. Your grandfather? Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole story and it's like, it's, it's like a movie and it's all real. And there was you a your, your dad's real dad. Yeah. Oh, but then he, he, your dad was adopted though. He was, he, oh, yeah. wow. so he never knew. So he never met him. He never, he never knew this. Um, and yeah. so uh, it's a fascinating story and I'll tell you more. Um, I, I know a, a screenwriter that's available. That's what, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm like, there was a book written about, about it. And uh, yeah. I think it's, and it's definitely of a different time. And I would love mm-hmm. to, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely that that Italian. And it's fun. I'm going to tell you more because uh, dad, if you're watching, I know you don't want your whole life on an episode. So well, I love you. So uh, yeah, but we'll definitely talk. It's really Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like very funny because uh, I, I've, like, I've always been told that I'm too rough. Like I'll, I'll hit a friend like, and they're like, Samantha, Jesus. <laughs> like, you're like, uh, you're like, uh, what's, um, that's me i swear i'm like stop and people are like jeez <laughs> and jerry's so skinny and wimpy he's like oh <laughs> so funny dude but we're definitely going to talk more but um we have a lot more to talk about but before uh you know we we call it for the night for this yeah i definitely want to hear more about what's going on projects but i have one question i want to ask you before Mm -hmm. uh before we go and i have this portion of my show that is called the feather in your cap 
when I say feather in your cap, um, I'm asking you if you have something to share with the viewers and the listeners, something that you've learned, either a success or an achievement, something that a thought, a belief, something that served you in your life or may serve you in the future that you'd be willing to share with others that might help them. Um, like, uh, like in business, what show business wise or anything, anything? personally and anything. Cause uh, I do a lot of, cause lot, I've been doing this like, like 20 years. So a lot of people do ask me that they're trying to start to get into acting or writing. Yeah. And, um, I, I tell them one thing is we, we kind of expressed on it earlier is to just, just be, um, be willing to help. And, and, and um, I learned early on, because I did it when I was younger, you, you burn bridges. Because, like, you know, now mature and you, you feel like uh, these feelings, you don't know what they are inside of jealousy or if someone's going to get the gig before you. And, um, yeah. and, and so that's not a good thing to be. Don't, just don't burn bridges. Be kind to everyone. Because, you know what I mean? Because you never know in this business who's going to go up and they'll remember you. The, you know what I mean? And they'll give you a job one day, you know? So I, I really, one thing I really learned over the years, just, you know, be fair to everyone, treat everyone kind. Um, like you said, it, you know, we're all in this together, especially in the arts, like, especially if you're doing something like theater or film. Yes. It's a team. It's a team effort. It's not just you alone. It takes so many people to do a project. Um, so and you know, you've done it long enough, you, you work with the people that you know you can work with. So, and the yeah. people you don't, you know, don't badmouth them. Just, just uh, you know, stay away from them. Yeah. <laughs> just stay away from them, you know, if you can't work with them, you know. You, and like, like you yeah. said, somebody that, you know, like the person that you would say, oh, that's a nice dream, you know, nice dream for you. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> but when you make it big, that person's gonna be like, hey, I knew her. I exactly. I knew her. She's, that's my friend. You know, at first they didn't give a crap about you. Right, exactly. Once, once you make it, you know, they're like, oh, I knew her. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's it's funny, right? It's like that little like, oh, hear, okay. And then it's you like, hear those oh. Stories. You hear it all the time. You hear those stories all the time. Oh. You know what? Because who is anybody that says, you can't make it or who thinks you can't make it. Yeah. That person, nobody knows you. Nobody knows whether you can make it or not, except you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to hold that for myself, regardless of any anybody else's thoughts or whatever I yeah. think people think of me. I know yeah. what I have to bring. I know what I'm if, supposed to if do. If we got a couple of minutes, I, I just remembered something too. Like yeah. um, for that example of someone really helping you or giving you advice is uh, when I, before I started stand up. Cause I, re- I really always wanted to do stand up. I was in my, yeah. as a kid in my yard, I was doing one man shows for the neighbors. <laughs> like the other kids, my, I was the only kid that had HBO. So I would be watching these movies that kids <laughs> shouldn't be watching like Porky's and stuff. And, and, and I would act out the whole movie for the neighbors, you know, and then, you know, and, the, and the, their mom and dads are like, why is your son acting out Porky's for my kid? You know, so. So, so great. So I, that was kind of a form of stand up, really. And I didn't know it. Of, and, right. But then you, I started, as you go to, I got to high school and watching, like, I'm watching the uh, MTV half hour comedy hour. And I'm, I really want to do that, you know, and hmm. VH1 Spotlight and Bobby, you know, Bobby Collins. Yeah. He took yeah. over. Yeah, he took over for Rosie O'Donnell. And 
and like I'm watching him in high school, and then as I I got into stand up, I I ended up opening up for him for like maybe four or five shows. I opened up for him. It's, he called me one night on my cell phone to see if I wanted to do a gig with him. So I was like, You just never know, right? You never it's know. Like... But before I got stand up, I was driving limo. It was like 2004, and I got a job. I picked up George Collins. Wow. I got a job. They gave me the job and I went and picked him up at the private airport. And it was him, his manager, his opening act, um, Dennis Blair. Side note, he was one of the writers for Easy Money for Ronnie Dangerfield. He opened, up, he opened up for George Collins for years. And I brought them to the theater and uh, they, they invited me in to hang because this oh. hours before the show. Wow. I was hanging out in the room with him and, and he's just talking to me like a regular guy. And, and I, I felt comfortable enough to ask him, hey, how do I start doing stand-up? It's something I always wanted to do. Yeah. He's like, he's like Nick, just you gotta just write five minutes of material and hit every open mic night. Even if it's a music open night, they'll let you do stand-up. And, and you'll know right away if you're good if you or if you suck. Huh. And he was just so like just so went, giving. Yeah, yeah. And he, I went to get dinner. He bought me dinner. We sat and ate together and we talked about movies and music. And I was like, and I didn't expect that from him because watching his act, I'm like, this guy's a miserable bastard. Right. Like, oh, he hates everybody, politicians, religion, everything. Right. And he was the sweetest guy, the sweetest guy from New York. And, and he, he just gave me this advice. And I was like, you know what? If I ever hit that level, man, I, I want to be the same way. I don't want to change. I want to just, if people need advice or help. I want to do it, you know? It's the best so, feeling. It's the best yeah. feeling to give and, it. And to watch, and the place is packed, right? Like, two, I don't know how many people, I can't, maybe 2,000 people sitting there. And I'm at the wing of the stage, and he's like 12 feet away from me. And I'm watching him do his act. I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I remember saying, I, wow. I want to do that. And, you know, and he died a couple of years after that. I wish he, you know, because he came around New England a couple of times a year. It would have been great. Yeah. When I was headlining shows, to run into him again and say, listen, man, I'm headlining shows, you know? Thank you, man. You know, like. And I got to tell his daughter. I'm glad I got to tell his daughter that story, though. You did? Yeah. Through Twitter, we, I started talking to her and I, and she said, thank you so much for telling me that story about my dad. You know, I just wanted her to hear it, to know. Of course. I'm, I'm sure she has tons of stories of things he's done. You know, but just to hear, like, wow, my dad, because she did a one-woman show. She did, about, yeah, about growing up George Collins' daughter. That's a, that was probably a fascinating show. Yeah, yeah, dude, thank you so much. I we definitely, yeah, dude, it's a pleasure, and uh, we we touched on a few things. We have so much more that we could talk about, and we will. So yeah. we'll have to, we'll have to have you back and we'll we'll be in touch. I want to hear what's we'll going on with these projects. Part two. Have a yes. part two. Part. Hell yeah, part two. It's equal. Dude, that... <laughs> Dude, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Guys, thank you. And guys, thank you guys for tuning in. And again, all Nick's, you know, info is going to be along with the episode. So check them out, check out all the work. I can't wait to check it out. And um, you guys know the drill. Like, rate, subscribe, comment, let us know what you thought about the show and uh, what you'd like to see more of for part two. And um, yeah, click that subscribe button. It helps us keep this thing going and we love you and appreciate it. And Nick, thank you so much again. You're awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.